Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, my peeps, and uh, welcome. It is the Tuesday, Lori and Julia show, My Talk 1071, Everything Entertainment. Another glorious, sunny afternoon here in the Twin Cities. We're loving it. Thank you for joining us on our Tuesday, most productive day of the week journey. There we go. There we go. Well, I'm feeling better from the fish that bit me. Oh, oh my gosh. <laughs> Literally. Oh, oh my, my gosh, Lori. You were a wreck yesterday. Oh, I haven't been food poisoned. In a while. In a while. I forgot. <laughs> I think it might be like childbirth where you forget about how absolutely dreadful it is and how much it hurts. I like it that you liken food poisoning to chop. No. Really bad case. Julia, for no, me, no. that was the longest night of my life. Sunday mm. night, 2.30 to 6 in the morning being sick. For mm. me, that was that was akimbo to that. Akin to, having, to that. To giving birth to a child. <laughs> That's right. Akimbo. And everyone else who's had, everyone else who's out there is like, oh, no, okay. I know it isn't, but I mean, it was just. Well, you I felt like sick. my stomach had been turned inside out. It was. I didn't know why you came to work. You're well, like, but I want to be here. I want to talk. Uh, I, I want to share. I just, yeah, I wanted to be here. And I thought, what am I going to do at home? Just I, lay around and hold what, my stomach? I know. That's kind of what goes through you. And you yeah. think, hmm, yeah. is it about me or the people? Yeah, right. <laughs> right. Well, speaking of the people, I have to yes. give a shout out. So Chris Hansen from Bloomington, if you're listening, your buddy, Jeff Melby, reminded uh, us about... The time that you, Chris, wrote to Julie and I and Donnie about her daily commutes across town to visit her mom, who was sick, and how listening both ways just helped her because she was, you know, her mom was sick and and uh, we actually wrote back to her. Oh, I love that. I know. So that was in a, a, a time period. An email. Maybe a postcard. Oh, you know, and I know. We might want to get back to looking at her emails. Anyway, her mom has passed away, but she still listens oh. to us every day. So you know what, Chris, thank you. Thank you uh for writing to us the first time and we're glad that we could help uh, make your you know, drive a each time. way. And we have a lot of people that do say that to us about Whatever. That's the, that is like the feel good thing. It's like, so nice. It is so nice. It is very and so nice. To hear. We really appreciate the feedback. Yeah, yeah. That so, really makes us feel good. And that was back in the time, you know, when obviously we wrote a note back, which we've become very, very lazy about. I don't, I disagree. Like when people send us emails, we send notes back all the time. Well, we do, we do and we don't. It just depends on how often you we're on don't. top of the email. <laughs> no, Julia, I don't think that you answer all the emails. I think Donnie might look at them. I, I answer everyone I can. I answer the ones I can too. Yeah. yeah. And what about the ones that are yelling at anybody? 
Yeah, well, that's no, usually you. <laughs> and I forward them to you and you say, so out of cash. Yeah, right. So out of cash. Um, no. And this sad news we just got this afternoon. Uh, Bruce Grant, son of Viking legend Bud Grant, dies at the age of 57. I guess people who knew him knew that he had a carrying bridge site. He was battling yes. brain cancer. We totally knew Bruce Grant was the guy who would come into Carlson Companies and we I would ring that bell that the hottest guy... Mm-hmm. Was uh, in the building. Was in the building. Hot, had, we would have a hot man alert. A hot was, man. It was like this it was the, horn. It was the Me Too movement for us. <laughs> right. And he was a... He it was went, a horn. He, he went to UMD. Yeah. He was the quarterback when from we UMD. we were there. Yep, for 22-game wins. He's got six kids and... Oh or it's no, really, no, Bud and well, his six, wife six, had six, six kids. Yeah. I don't know how many Bruce, I don't know about his family. I'm sure there'll be more information, but um, uh, I guess he talked about it last October about being diagnosed. With Mike With Max. brain cancer, yeah. yeah. So anyway, feel bad for Bud and his family. And I just remember he was devastatingly handsome. Oh, unbelievably so. And I can't remember what he was a rep for. I have no idea, yeah, but, but it sure didn't matter. we loved it when he came in. People would stand on their we chairs. Is that right? Oh, Donnie. around wow. in the... Because I think it might have been early enough, like early 90s, he might have been single or the rumor that he was single. Oh. So who knows who he could meet in the hallway. Between his kids and who was the hockey guy, uh, the good-looking hockey guy from here? Um, Donnie, you know him. I do. Yeah, the main guy that <laughs> give I was, us more hints. Oh, good-looking hockey guy player? with kids um, that were so good-looking too. The same era. Oh, for God's sake, Wayne Gretzky. Not Wayne Gretzky from Minnesota. The guy that owned the North Stars for a while. Owned the North Stars. Yeah, or played with um the good-looking one. Well, there was more. Than There's one more than one. Pavlich. Someone call us. No, the the. Oh, that Nagley, not Nagley, Lou Nanny. His kids his were so kids. Oh, Lou Nanny's kids. Oh, my gosh. He oh, was the general okay. manager Thank of the you. North Stars. Right. And now he does play-by-play for the Minnesota Boys Hockey Tournament. And we see him in here sometime next year. Yes, 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 but his, yes, his boys were very good-looking, okay. too. Yeah. But that's two days in a row for the Vikings. Yesterday, Tony Sperano, the he had a heart Offensive attack, length. 56, yeah. and now Bruce Grant. And it's just a sad day for the Viking family. I know. Yeah, because I would feel like if you're this any of the kids of Bud Grant, you would be kind of like, you know, you've got like Viking, you know, zhuzh and, you know, you're welcome all the time. Absolutely. You know. Oh, and I just, you feel for, yeah, that whole family. And for Bud, his wife passed away a while ago, you know. Yeah. Just, Dang oh. it. And Dang so it. young. That is young, I think. Oh, my gosh. Kind of hits home because it's kind of like, ah, it's our getting on yeah, our Yeah, when I was in Duluth yeah. this weekend, I found out a, a classmate of ours, a Peggy Kirsch, who was a, you know, a really good golfer in high school and played college golf and was pro for a little while until she tore her Achilles. And she's made her living on golf all, you know, wow. all, the, all of her life. Yep. And her mom lived to 92 last year and Peggy dies in a car accident on Friday in New Hampshire. She always gave, did a golf stint at a club, you know, right. in the summer, like for July or something. Sure. She's just a, a neat woman. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we just had a reunion last year and we're like, oh, holy crap. Quick note that, yeah. uh, you know, Mike Grant is the longtime coach of the powerhouse Eden Prairie yes, High School. Yes, I didn't know which team. one it was. Is that Bud's yes. son? That's yes. another son of son. Mike so, Grant. Yeah. He's so good he looking too. Brother. Yeah. yeah, sad. But, boy, oh boy. Then, too uh, young. Then my girl calls me, uh, the bonus girl, and she's like freaking out about the wildfire. 
fires in Greece. I know. We have that story. A lot of people, 74 people have uh, died. It's it's on the main island where Athens is. Because remember, Greece is made up of, you know, lots of different islands. islands. And there's a fire also on Crete. But um, it is like um, on the southern part of the peninsula and in this resort area. And people were having to run in the water. So the girl is going to Santorini. And there are no wildfires there. But it's just been, it was a dry winter, drought. I mean, there's just like, anyway. But yeah. Can you imagine being in a resort and having to run? They running in to the water. So they are asking other countries for help and... And uh, they, he, the 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 mayor of or the yeah the mayor, um, said it's like the destruction destruction of the city of Pompeii. This fire moved mm-hmm. so fast, right? It just people people just didn't have a chance. So anyway, if you're going to Greece, um, double check. But there's a lot of uh, injured people, and they they've asked Spain and Italy and other countries to send their firefighting right. force. So whoa. No, oh, no good. No, no good, good there. Yeah, no that's good. bad. All right, listen, we come back. It was a very strange night on late night last night. Mm-hmm. Uh, very, Which is happening. <laughs> uh, well, yeah, it's happening. But you know what? Uh, we've got two different audio clips from two, we'll call one A-list and one B-list celebrity. Thanks for hanging out with us. Well, this is uh, breaking news that is not good. Demi Lovato was rushed to an L.A. hospital after suffering what appears to be a heroin overdose. Mm -hmm. Law enforcement tells TMZ she was transported from a home in the Hollywood Hills just before noon on Tuesday. Is being treated. We don't know her condition. She um, has fought substance abuse for years. At one point, she lived in a sober living home after getting released from treatment. She'd been six years sober from alcohol, cocaine, and oxy. Last month, she released a song called Sober. Which, Donnie, if you could get it. Which she revealed she'd fallen off the Uh wagon. And she just performed Sunday at the California Mid-State Fair in Paso Robles okay, um, with Iggy Azalea. And she was scheduled to go on the road this week for an upcoming show in Atlantic City. Our TMZ sources say she's been struggling and the story is developing. Yeah, it is. That um, is really... It's really sad. And, oh, you know, no. and it would kind of make sense because there were some different things happening in her, her life. Um you know, she had entered into rehab for depression when she was 18 years old and also admitted to using drugs and alcohol. She's been in the spotlight since she was a very young woman. And she was diagnosed with bipolar disorder during her time in rehab. Mm-hmm. And um, she has been rumored recently to be kind of hooking up with Halsey's ex. What's his name, Larry? G-Eazy. G-Eazy, who we know is a druggie. Yeah. I mean, he was caught with cocaine um, and is not allowed into Canada because of it and some other things. So just well, the, some, this is scary. Well, the L.A. Police Department is not naming the individual, but it was on the 8,000 block of Laurel View Drive in Hollywood Hills. And they know that Demi Lovato's home is on that block. But TMZ got someone in law enforcement 
to talk off the record and yep. saying that it was Demi Lovato and it was a, a, a um, heroin overdose. <laughs> so it's just a developing story. You're, right. I mean, I hope that nothing, I, I really hope that they, uh, you know, you know that I have a nephew who is struggled with being a heroin right. addict for six years and right. it, what, it that my is, sister has been i mean he i can't tell you how many times he's been in the hospital with overdoses i mean at least six and it's and i knew him before yeah. and i know him now and i know that he has a little spritey well he, he is yep. six months yep. under his belt but he told me is the hardest thing to get off of his heroin and you know and a lot of people are turning to it because it's less expensive drug on the streets and stuff but it's so addictive and you know it it's uh, for emotional pain you know uh it's been described that uh, there's nothing you know that opioid one of the reasons why anything derived from the old poppy plant Mm -hmm. yeah is it there's a lot of emotional pain that people have and this is um something that helps people with that yep. i think my nephew probably is um i can't remember exactly what he's been but he's been diagnosed with something you know i don't know sure. if it's depression or what but I don't, she has bipolar yeah, yeah 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 so if you do something like that so oh no well and what so makes bad. me sad is i just that, think of how good she was last year when we saw her i know she seems so strong well in this but song always, sober that came out you know earlier this month mm-hmm. the words are so chilling in it and it's a beautiful it's beautiful she sounds so good donnie and it's I got it, it, yeah. some of the words are like mama i'm so sorry i'm not sober anymore and daddy please forgive me for the drink spilled on the floor mm, she's yes. sorry for the fans who watched her fall again i want to be a romantic. let's listen to a little bit of it i got no excuses for all of these goodbyes call me when it's over because i'm dying inside wake me when the shakes are gone and the cold sweats disappear Call me when it's over and myself has reappeared I don't know, I don't know, I don't know, I don't know why I do it every, every, every time it's only That's so sad, so I sad. really pray she's gonna be okay, I really do I do too, so and it's, just really, at the really end of the track, she's, I mean she really is Everyone thought, wow, she's gone off the wagon, I mean it was really when we all heard it, because she had been doing so well for so long, it seemed like, because she, she was the one who took That's herself why off the tour. they say one day at a time, Julia, for everybody. And, you know, um, it just it just shows you what a, what a tightrope it is. Cunning, baffling disease mm-hmm. addictions are. And yeah. the, at the end of this track, Sober, she sings, I'm sorry that I'm here again. I promise I'll get... Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game, and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. 
Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. Help it wasn't my intention and I'm sorry to myself. Yeah. Wow. Powerful. You know, and one of the things um, when we were listening to Dennis Quaid talk about yesterday. Oh, his uh, cocaine. His cocaine addiction. And he just said, you know... That the movie budgets had cocaine right. in it. That was budgeted yeah. in yeah. the 80s that they had cocaine said. money. Mm-hmm. We've but, heard that before. Right. But the part that caught me is he said, you know, with addiction, it's filling a void. It's filling a hole. It's not, mm-hmm. it's it's a hole. It's a void in trying to put anything in that to make it be okay, to numb out, to do whatever it is. And it's just so scary. Um, and we we're reading about um, the melon roll today. That Johnny Depp might be having playing the um, the guy who died of he was on his way to rehab finally again after being on Oxycontin and cocaine and everything that he did. And he died on his way this past spring on his way to rehab in Mexico. somewhere. Yeah. So it, it's I don't know. I don't. I hate that. I hate. Well, that. it's terrible. Demi, Demi, I know she's just be, I hope she this. seems so honest and um well it just it just goes to show you i mean you just you just don't i mean you people really do have to do take it one day at a time and it is a very um you can't take it for granted right you know no matter how many years Mm -hmm. it's been or how many days it's been it's just it's a really you know i i know for for my nephew i mean i like we're like, okay, six months, you know, he's made it to six months before. So there is still this tiptoe right. Can in, we... in your heart as far as, you know, you always hope and you always want to believe. But it's just like we, the, the family has to go one day at a time, right. too, because uh, uh, heroin is so whatever your thing is, but particularly it's very bewitching. Mm-hmm with people right that that try it and right he's you know tried to explain it to me and i just i just you know he said it's just makes me it's the only time i'm not sad yeah no it's really it's it's and and you know he has you know it's not just sadness maybe with a lot of people it's other other things, you know, right. depression with right. the, and and you know whatever it might be, bipolar, whatever. But it's 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 hard when you don't have that experience yourself. Exactly, you can have compassion and empathy right. for it, but you know, a lot of times people are just of the opinion, well, get over get, it, get over it, yeah. get your act exactly. together, and sure, yeah, there's like not easy. there's not a lot of um, right feeling until it happens in your family, and then you see someone that you really love and adore and you know is a wonderful person and that they've they've are really struggling with something right. it's it's so hard it's and the thing with demi lovato i thought because you know she was so young she was 18 when she took herself off tour i i vaguely remember i remember this concept she, she, was, she punched she was, the backup dancer. yeah she did but it was somewhere in spain or latin america. latin america it was in latin america somewhere i remember and she had been Kind of going out with Joe Jonas, and there was some stuff going on there. And um, well, they, they were all dating the each other, all the Disney they, kids. Yeah, they yeah. were of that generation. Yeah, and then Miley she, her and... manager said, "You can go to rehab and keep it silent, or you can share it." 
And she shared it. And then I think when she wrote sober, she's telling us something. And then there's probably shame around it. And then there's yeah. all these other things around it. So well, this is just really sad. We will we'll keep, keep you posted. updated. We have, uh, oh, we've got a magical mystery tour coming in next, people. <laughs> Wait, and we just promise we will get to that late night stuff that we. She's up on all the trends. This is the My Talk Now trending report. There are things you need to know. Trending online this afternoon, continuing to trend. Breaking news of De- about Demi Lovato, TMZ reporting that the singer has been rushed to a hospital in Los Angeles after suffering a heroin overdose earlier this afternoon. This story is developing, of course. We'll give you updates here on My Talk 1071 as they become available to us. Also trending this afternoon, it is international self-care day also today is taco tuesday and also trending would be ivanka trump she's pulling the plug on her clothing and shoe company more than a year after she stepped away from the brand to join the white house was your cough your opinion on that story no, sorry i apologize for not coughing more quietly Oh, um, that's what Donnie got. No, pen. It, was, it was not an editorial. Donnie got his by, pen by on by his shirt today. Look I mean, that. it's real bad. I don't, how did that happen? I don't know. Look Donnie. at that. Oh, and finally, Ugh. oh man, don't we wish we were in the video game development business because Fortnite is trending. The game is on track to generate $2 billion in revenue this year alone. <coughs> Oh, there I go again. That's what's trending here on my talk. <laughs> you were waiting for it, and you know it. All right, your forecast is uh, brought to you by Skin Rejuvenation Clinic. Still going to be nice tonight. Clear sky 66, but we have an 80% chance of thunderstorm activity tomorrow with a high of 78. Enjoy the 85 and sunny we're having right now. Now you know what we know. See more at mytalk1071.com. Can I wait to get on? Can I wait to be some? Hey everybody, thanks for hanging out with us. Okay, just a little update on Demi Lovato. She was treated with Narcon, which is what they do for, uh, you know, heroin overdoses at her home. So it did happen. The OD happened okay. at her. It did, and they re- it, that and they is, confirmed it. Okay. So yeah, that's why you always want the uh, EMTs and everybody yeah. to have the Narcon. Okay. Yeah. So let's switch gears. One of our favorite people from Minnesota and the whole wide world, of course, uh, comedian, Daily Show co-creator Liz Winstead. Hello, yes. Liz. Let's get Hi. the yay. I'm so happy to be here. I'm sorry that like I know it's super awkward. Always like this has happened a couple times to me before, where like on. you're booked on a show. Yeah. And it's like, hey, what's your funny take on? And then the story before yeah. you is it's, this super tragic thing. Yeah. So it's like, yeah, let's ho- hopefully, hopefully you know, Demi Lovato is going to be fine. Right, fine. And hopefully she can find her way out of her sadness. Yes, exactly. And that's that's oh, what I, I hope. know. Okay, so you are having a vagical mystery. The vagical mystery tour. You know, I always come here and practically get the show yanked off the air. I yeah. feel like it is my fault. <laughs> well, it's your, lady, it's your lady parts Julius justice always is like, Liz, please don't. But yeah. after you I'm know me 15 years, I lady, yeah. I'm yeah. not done. You still have a job. Yeah, that's I right. Do. I know. Barely. I worked in radio. I know. <laughs> 
<laughs> yes, the Magical Mystery Tour. Okay, so tell you, us, yeah, tell us what this what is, is about. This is. So what I do, I have started a reproductive uh, rights organization right. called Lady Parts Justice League. And what we do is we try to shout out and help out independent reproductive care providers and abortion providers. In fact, Whole Women's Health in Minnesota, shouting right. out to you right now, who I've been at a retreat with all morning. So Sweet. I love them. They're great. Um, and so what we do is we realize that. I mean, if you pay attention to the news, you've seen this assault on reproductive care and it's birth control and it's abortion and it's access to IUDs and it's access to all this stuff. Yeah. And it's just been eroding and eroding and eroding. And if something's happening literally not only to the healthcare, but healthcare that provides uh, you to be on a path of your own decision for your own destiny and self-determination. Mm-hmm. And that's not making the news like, when that doesn't hit the news, right? I felt like, you know, since my my sort of career um, oeuvre, yes. if you will, mm-hmm. yes. has been political satire, right. I really wanted to spend some time saying, you know what? I'm a woman. I care about reproductive rights. I care about the fact that your uterus is your own and you should be in charge of it. So a bunch of comics and musicians and writers decided we wanted to do... Um, more to raise awareness. So we do this massive tour every summer called the Vagical Mystery Tour. And we travel um, to anywhere between 10 and 18 cities, cities that are most hard hit. We're not going to Atlanta and Portland right. and Chicago. Right. You know? yeah. We're in Charleston, North Carolina, Allentown, Pennsylvania, Little Rock, Jackson, Mississippi. And what we do is a big fun show. And then after the show, we have a conversation with the activists in that town and the reproductive care providers, they talk about the laws and what's at stake, and then they tell the audience what they need, mm, and then the okay. audience signs up, and they grow their activist bases. Okay, that's, so that's really sweet. It's and really you, fun. This isn't new for you. No, you, not You new. have been doing this for, like, I mean, when we first started on the air, I felt yeah. like you were heavily involved in Planned Parenthood at yes, the time. Yes, yeah. and I, so, you know, I just care so much that as we've watched our system have men make decisions that are really creepy towards yeah. families and women... Um, it's super important for me to help women be in charge of our own selves. Like, and part of like getting women to the table is being able to say, how can I manage my life? And part of a huge part of managing your life is deciding when and if you can have kids and what that means for you. What does family mean for you? I don't want to decide what family means for somebody. Absolutely. You know, so I'm just super passionate about this issue. Okay. And so your this show, week, the show is at. Oh, the show is at the Cedar. Okay. The show is so much fun. So normally we just do some stand ups and some musicians and we mix it up and it's kind of just a straight up show. Well, this show, Thursday night, is so much fun. It's every female singer you know that you love in the Twin Cities. Chastity Brown, Jill Solbuel flew in for oh it. Oh my gosh. Um, Lori Barbero, Janie Winterbauer, like the Bruce Violet, some of the Bruce Violet girls. Um, wow. And we're, we're, they're singing the most sexist songs okay, ever like, written. Give us an give example. Give us an example. Because oh, I was reading. So yeah. fun. Like, A Man Needs a Maid by uh, Neil Young. <laughs> How does that one go? Oh, I don't even know I that one. A Man Needs a Maid. It's a terrible song. A woman needs a maid. Yeah, Donnie, you have to find that. You'll find it. And then also, like, some cheesy ones that are from, like, remember the song Wives and Lovers? Hey, little girl. Oh, comb your hair, fix your makeup. So, oh, this is Daddy. No, Daddy knows. So, it's basically we decided like women have been defined by pop culture in ways that are awful, and we end up just like that's catchy. And then you're like, what am I singing about myself? If you've ever been happy for the rest of your your life, life. never make make a pretty woman your wife. You're like, what? But I kind of. I love the beat. <laughs> right. 
And so we decided to do, so there'll be some comics in between, but these musicians are doing these really fun like songs just to kind of remind people like, hey, pop culture kind of sucks for women. And let's just take it back in a really fun, cheesy way. People are doing like dressing up in costumes and yeah. doing a whole thing. And it's going to be really fun. You know, all right, if you're just joining us, Liz Winstead is with us and it's the Vagical Mystery Tour and it's going to be at the Cedar this Thursday night. And where do people get tickets? You can get tickets at uh, thecedar.org. Okay. Um, and there is um, only a few left, I think. I, oh, uh, really? The Cedar holds 450 and I think when I walked in the room, they have like 375 sold. So um, get them. It's just a really fun night. It and sounds then, like a yeah. really... And then after the show, we're going to have a conversation with some really cool uh-huh. local reproductive care providers and some activists so you can hear like, oh, this was super fun. You know, we know what's at stake with the Supreme right. Court and all the stuff and, and giving you some tangible actions. I think a lot of times, if you're like me, you take in a lot of news and you're like, I you feel really despair. sad and despair. Yeah. And if I could have an outlet with which to do something, I'd like to do it. So yeah. providing that outlet for people is really cool, especially locally. Do local stuff. It yeah. matters. Well, NBC and the Wall Street Journal uh, just uh, this on Sunday reported um they did a poll on support for Roe v. Wade, and it is at an all-time high. Yeah. It is at 71%, yeah. with only 23% thinking Roe v. Wade should be overturned. Right. So that's the highest. It, it that, was written by a Republican. Yeah, no, I know. So, it, and, and the precedent is not yeah. to overthrow, but like you said, it's the assault on reproductive rights and taking right. away money and taking right. away choice. And I think about Planned Parenthood. I don't know one woman between the age of 18 and probably 28 that did not consistently go to planned parenthood that for, was my that was where we went yeah for yeah. everything that they needed they planned parenthood the one on hennepin found my thyroid cancer well, a nurse that's, practitioner that's right this is what happens and i feel like you know when roe v wade happened and with this you know this is not a political this is not republicans or you know the what's happening right now in in reproductive care, in the political football, there there used to be many pro-choice Republicans. Yeah. They've mm-hmm. been pushed out by people who are insane. So you can't like lump it into a political thing. Right. And I'll tell you something right now. If a woman needs birth control, if a woman needs abortion care, it's not political for her. It's not. And, yeah, and to right. make it that is a decision that, like I always say, there's no good abortion. There's no bad abortion. There's just the abortion that you need. And compassion and care and mm-hmm. and and we're not in anybody's shoes, right? right? So to put yourself in somebody's shoes and and sometimes it's the hardest day of their life seems to me to be a pretty creepy thing to do. Yeah. So I just feel You've like You've gotten very good at this. I, know. My yeah, gosh, I used to I remember it. I remember when um used to be the pancake house in the Highland Village. The Panacookin house? No, Jimmy's. It was Jimmy's pancake house and then it turned into a planned parenthood. And I remember when people would not know when, that they were going to Planned Parenthood and they wanted pancakes. Well, no, not oh. that. But just I used to just think of people going there in a desperate situation yeah. and have to go walk through these sea of protesters yeah. telling them that they they're the most awful person in the world. Yeah. And it's like I, I used to just feel for them because it was right in Highland where I grew up, yeah. you know, and stuff. And I'm like, well, even just 20 years ago, there were a lot of companies that wouldn't cover like I remember working at Sun Country an airline where 90% of your flight attendants are women. And I came in as director of marketing. We didn't cover birth control under the healthcare. And I went to, I said, this is crazy yeah. that women have to pay or they do go to Planned Parenthood. But why wouldn't we cover it? And he's like, well, I don't know. The other owner didn't cover it. So it is sort That's of right. like these, 
Well, and if we're not advocating for yeah. ourselves yeah, right. on the issues that matter for us, right. whether it's reproductive rights and care or abortion, whether it's families, you know, and for me, like on this tour, we see a lot of those hateful people that stand out front of clinics and mm-hmm. where they don't have support. And, you know, I've been asking them, like, you stand out here in front of a clinic and families are being ripped apart. Yeah. But it's their border. right to protest. And I say, yeah. Yeah. why don't you, why aren't you protesting keeping families together? Yeah. And when they say that's not my issue, I'm like, you know what? <laughs> if the entire family is not your issue, I don't really get what your issue is. Yeah. It's real. Do you guys do then like register to vote or what's yeah. the activism we do, stuff that you so do? So we do a lot of different activism stuff. So we get people registered to vote. Okay. We also um, set up programs where people can advocate for clinics. Like a couple of things that we've done um, along the way are we were in Detroit and there's a clinic that is in Detroit that decided that they wanted their community to get to know them. So together with the clinic, we had a community um, fair in a park where people brought their families. We had bouncy houses, cotton candy machines, a grill. And they got to know that the community provides comprehensive care. They provide birth control. They will take you if you just decide if you're pregnant and want to have your child, they'll take you through prenatal care. Um, they do abortion. And so they went door to door and we had 200 families um, in this park celebrating and learning about the clinic so that they would understand like what was happening. So like that's one raising awareness thing we did. And then we had a backpack program for those kids, low income neighborhood. And we gave 95 kids backpacks for back to school. That's awesome. So that's like that's one thing awesome. we do. You love yeah. this. I love it. I watch. I, I can just. I love it's it. It's your passion. It's my passion. You know, mm-hmm. my passion is creating the best families. People know how to how to have. Yeah. You know, and being able to facilitate what that is. Well, you look wonderful. I know we you love your new look. No, Donnie, you should I know see my new, this. Donnie, I know. Look. I, I decided to go crazy platinum with my I hair. I like it. I've got to go back in. But yeah, I and she's got the Oprah glasses on. I got the Oprah glasses. You know, glasses are makeup. We don't talk about this enough. Let me tell you something right now. Glasses are makeup. First of all, my eyebrows fell out when I was 40, so I have to draw them out. And sometimes if you're drunk or tired, you really do look scary. So you get a big brim. You got your wide glasses. You look a little bit kooky. I feel like I'm a little bit like... The next, like, you know, Iris Apple. I feel like I might oh, be I, that. May you only be. May I only be. Right. right, Liz. No kidding. Right? So I'm kind of into looking a little you've bit got a, crazy. Well, you've, got a, you've got a, your signature look. <laughs> I, I finally got a mm-hmm. look. Yeah. That's well, awesome. we will see you at the state fair. Yes, yes you right? guys will see me at the fair. And if yeah. you can come to the music show, it's good. If you love music, it's all these wonderful people. It sounds fantastic. Okay, the, night. the Vagical Mystery Tour. Go to cedar.org. It's this Thursday night, July 26. Tickets are between 20 and 20. $25 cedar.org and the show starts at 8. Liz, we'll see you soon. You, I know I can't wait for the fair. All right. We'll be right back. I've been running through the jungle. I've been running with the wolves to get to you. To get to you. I've been down the darkest alley, saw the dark side of the moon. To get to you. To get to you. I'm the Ago, they did a story about how The Daily Show premiered 22 years ago. Yeah. And that's one of the greatest TV shows of all time. Yeah. And they um, don't have the creators listed. Yeah, they don't have uh, um, the creators. The creators, yeah. So they have them for all the other, they did the top 10 shows. Yeah. 
I don't know what the title of anyway, it was. Anyway, a lot of people yelling at Rolling Stone yeah, about as that. As they should. As they uh-huh. should. Exactly. Um, okay, so last night, I just thought this is kind of a funny story, given that we were just talking about the Vagical Mystery Tour that Liz is bringing here. So Justin Thoreau stops by Jimmy Kimmel, and he's promoting The Spy Who Dumped Me. Which kind of looks good. It does look good. And Kristen Wiig. Oh, it's Kate it's McKinnon. Kate McKinnon. Oh my gosh. Mila Kunis, Justin Thoreau. He plays the spy who dumps normal girl Mila Kunis, and she and her friend trying to help him or find him or something. Anyway, it doesn't. You know, I know Jimmy Kimmel. I think he's better friends with Jennifer Aniston. Of course he is. Their wives are best friends. Yes, but he did have I Jimmy. I mean, his K- wife is good friends with Jennifer. Jennifer Aniston. And so, but he did have Kimmel on. And um, it doesn't seem like Justin Thoreau has gone away since he and Jennifer Aniston broke up. I Jennifer mean, went away. She went away. He's been attending events in New York and Europe, shilling for Louis Vuitton, Very getting obvious. papped Very all over. Yeah. San Tropez, New York City, wearing edgy, edgy sleeveless shirts, and he's been dating and lots of speculation. Mm-hmm. And Jimmy Kimmel didn't bring up any of this to no. Justin Thoreau. He and didn't bring up the fact that, I guess these two, it's weird how Hollywood, even the, the tabloids that make up stuff, nobody speculates about this divorce anymore. It's like, was it because they were never really married? Uh, well, yeah, it, you would you think we would see that. something It's extremely it. weird. No yeah. one's talking about it or making up crap yeah, about it. I know. So here's what... But Jimmy the, wouldn't. No, I no. know he wouldn't. And they he softballed, uh, you know, all the way through. In the first part of the interview, Justin Thoreau talks about the Bachelor franchise. And then he talks about how he moved to New York and befriended the Queer Eye guys. And there was a very, the longest conversation that was had all night was the Queer Eye conversation. Let's roll it. Okay. You were a drawing that you made. And, um, well, explain what's going on here. This because- was hilarious because we were, it was sort of, t- we, they all came over one night with a bunch of people. The Queer Eye guys. And then at a certain point, like, uh, Jonathan and, and Tanny were talking about, like, that. Like sex and stuff, you know, like guys do. Yeah, sure. Um, oh, and it guys in their crop tops. Clear that guys in crop tops with no beats. <laughs> These tassels remind me of a stripper I did. <laughs> but it became clear that they had never seen, um, or at least Tanny and and Jonathan had never did not know what a vagina looked. Oh, I can say vagina, right? You can say they vagina, never, yeah. They never had seen a vagina, aside from what you would see maybe in a textbook or something like that. Uh-huh. So what? I thought that was kind of a teachable moment. I was like, I, I got very excited, and I was like, let's... What? I went upstairs, and I got art supplies, and I said, we're going to all draw vaginas and just see... I just... Because I was dying to know oh. what in their brain that looked like. You and know? then... Clearly, we could all draw a penis. So... Didn't they, did they try to draw the vagina and then you showed? The, the I, I just said I don't want to see what you're drawing. I just want to. I know can't just believe from this is on TV. Perspective, what you think this looks like? Right. And they said so great. And so they sat there and drew uh, vaginas, and then they, <laughs> to hilarious effect, held them up and showed me what they came up with. So this is. So, there's so now Jonathan they're showing, but they're blurring it out. <laughs> yeah. Well, what I love about, are we blurring it out or, or? Yeah, yeah. The audience at home's not going to see okay, it, but well, it's, it looks. Imagine the most. <laughs> Rudimentary vagina. It looks more like a bat than a vagina. I mean, okay, not one iota of that conversation sounds real, sincere. Really? Is is Kimmel trolling him? No, because um, there's a photo of Justin Throw 
Um, this was on E News. So over the weekend, because he's schlepping for this movie, yeah, um, the, the spy, spy who dumped, dumped me. me. Mm-hmm. So um, the actors became pals, and he told Jimmy Kimmel this. But over the weekend, he was talking to other people, and Jonathan Van Ness is one of the Queer Eye guys. Yeah. So there's a photo photo of Emma Stone, uh huh, his he, girlfriend. Yeah. Justin Theroux and this guy sitting on the couch, just kind of all posing for the photos, you know, the thinking man pose. It's a teachable moment. Like, <laughs> well, what's, what, I, what, I don't know. What, I... what is going on here? <laughs> oh, here, let me draw Jennifer Aniston. Sure well, here's he another thing that he wanted Jeez. us to know about the worst breakup because on Saturday he was talking to Entertainment Tonight's Nichelle Turner. Oh, yeah, I yeah, love Nichelle. At a roundtable discussion for the movie. And um, the cast were asked about their worst breakup stories. What did he say? His um, was? His was back when he was 17. Oh, yeah. And convenient. he said he had a pretty clingy girlfriend. I had. A, we're talking about Justin Thoreau, if you're just joining us. I had a girlfriend in high school who did that extra crazy thing where she was like, I was going to college and she had to stay here. And she was like, I miss you. I love you. Why aren't we together? And I was like, I'm going to work to try to get ready for college. Uh, and Clunas, M- Mila Clunas interjected, I feel like that's very sweet. I don't understand the problem. Right. She says to Justin... And he says, oh, it sounds sweet. Then I did the romantic thing of surprising her. I made money for the summer to go to college. And then I was like, I've got two weeks before I go. Let's go and see what the girlfriend's up to. Because he went away to make money for college. You know, click, 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 open the door. Her roommate was, oh, my God, what are you doing here? And And someone was, was, uh, yeah, Mm -hmm. someone was else. Oh, this is a textbook moment to teach my gay friends how to draw vagines. (laughs) And let's all draw and it'll be hysterical. He doesn't have any personality to talk about. Oh, yeah. They can't talk about kids. They and, can't talk then, about his dog. Everyone hates his dog in New York. They can't talk about remodeling. He talks about how he boxes with against a four foot, five foot four woman named Claire. Fascinating. It, I mean, he doesn't have a personality. Is it the weirdest thing in the world that no one is talking about just Jen split anymore? And it's like how they weren't even married. There's nothing to say. Ah. You know, real quickly, when he asked him about The Bachelor, he yeah. did let slip. He said, we used to watch it yes. together. Yeah, that we. was he and Jennifer Aniston. Right, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Donnie. Yes.